Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly. And I'm Julia. Here to talk about all things Bachelor. And we're back with more Bachelor in Paradise. This week you're getting my sexy, sick voice. So we love it. Um, be prepared for some cracking and some raspy uh, thoughts. This is free ASMR. Yes, you are all welcome. So we left off with Teddy leaving the beach um, and Rodney just got the news broken to him. I think Teddy was really just like scared to go on a date like with a like he's intimidating. She's really young. He's like an actual contender. Yeah. And like she's probably dated like immature guys that like it was easy to say no to having it become something serious. And like I relate to that, you know. Oh my God. I think we all do at some, like there has been times, especially when I'm like feeling really avoided and like scared to date that I'm like, uh, the, the like good dates or like the good people that are contenders. I'm like, no, no, I'm just no, going to not. No, no, I can't. I, nope. Nope. Just going to leave. Also, we do have to talk about the fact that they live like super close to each other. So if something like pant, like was weird, oh, right. it can like, happen in the future it, too. Yeah. Well, it could happen in the future. And then also like, if it didn't pan out and she stayed, then it might be more like, this is, could be a harder breakup. Like like we have the potential. There's no excuse, no easy road out of saying distance. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. Um, but I like that, uh, Rodney decides not to go on a date at all. And it's like, you know what, I'm just going to get to know everybody, which was perfect because it gave the opportunity for our girl Lace to swoop in. Unpopular opinion, but we love the two of them together. Love, I know people are such haters, but I love it. I'm so happy for Lace. Uh, Jill was pissed, but you know what? Clearly it turns out fine for Jill. Yeah. Things worked out as they should because um, cutting to the next episode, her and what's-his-face are meant to be. It's perfect. Yeah, Jill and Jacob... The alliteration and the energy levels. We love that. Jake and Jill went up the hill to get naked with a shaman. Exactly. Yeah. No, like it's not even worth mentioning that she's upset over this. And also she's upset over everything. Rodney is like an interesting combination, but why not? I'm so here for it. Um, Lace is drunk, obviously, and flirty as hell, but you know what? It works. I loved it. I love that. Like she asks him what his type is and then he like hesitates and says basically implies that it's her like based right. on her looks um and then that her type is tall and he was like okay like well I guess I qualify uh yeah she is I believe 510 like me so I feel Oh yeah, that I mean that's fair. Like if you don't want to date somebody who's at your height or shorter. Yeah, someone who makes you feel like a giant, like I I just relate to that, you know, even if it's not like a hard fast rule necessarily, like there is something to it. That's not there is. necessarily. And I can actually attest that it's not just like a heterosexual thing, like as a lesbian, I prefer if the woman I'm dating is at my height or even maybe a little taller. Like, I don't know. There's something about dating, which is even harder because so many women are like very short. Cause you're no, not it's short. No, I'm not short. And so like, honestly, when people come up on like my dating apps and they're like five foot zero or five, one or five, two, I'm like, 
I can't like I don't know like I know it's superficial but like I can't it would just be too weird like I don't hard roadblock to pass like yeah I'm still working on that one I don't know yeah I mean and you're tall I'm I'm a tall girl and I'm surrounded by a lot of guys that are shorter than me so yeah say la vie uh but I also don't date so there's that (laughs) (laughs) not yet we're working on it we're working on it we're working on it (laughs) all right um we start we first get our diving into the narrative that Ashley and Jared need to have sex in paradise and this leads to like a long saga of will they won't they that's definitely fully contrived and edited you see some continuity errors with this too oh yeah I noticed that we I was like this didn't happen with later. the fart night where Ashley ate uh beans and creamy Caesar it's <laughs> so gross like I don't know the creamy Caesar thing it's just like word creamy. <laughs> it's the word creamy and they it's didn't also have to say it they could have said Caesar it's also confusing like does she mean she ate a creamy Caesar salad or did she yeah. eat like some sort of dressing like just some creamy Caesar dressing with beans because <laughs> like I, that's also I the think there are two different dishes uh she's been there all day I think she had a creamy Caesar salad and also at some point had beans and like rice and tacos and stuff um, but those are the two culprits for her farts is uh you know what here's the thing here very briefly I'm just going to share what my thoughts are on this one it's fun okay here's the the pros and the positives I think it's really fun for people who watched their seasons to see them back and it's I like that it's not the typical like oh there's a couple here for a day and they're gonna like be on screen for like maybe five minutes and give people advice about their relationships yeah I did like that there was like a little more to it I also enjoyed the moment where Ashley is arguing with Jared about peeing in the water and like her sitting in the sand was incredible and a great (laughs) callback to her season doing that on the beach. Yeah, squatting in the beach, which they showed. And I remember like this airing intently from that season tweeted something along the lines of, Ashley, I told you the secret on how to be in the ocean. Why didn't you do it? And I replied, I was like, what, but what's the secret though? And she replied to me, "Is like I can't tell you. Oh, I'm pretty cute. sure the secret is just walking all the way into the ocean for That's it." So funny. So do, that was my moment of Twitter fame. We love a reply back from Tenley. That's so cute. Um, I believe Ashley liked my tweet as well. Oh yeah, I, I remember vividly that you had an Ashley I and this was like big news interaction on Twitter. Amazing. <laughs> Okay, so the other thing that I enjoyed about this was like their 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 like talking moment about how precious and like fragile their relationship is, and like those things only come around in a lifetime. Very cute, blah blah blah. Now for all the cons and the negatives about them editing in the fart noises, them editing the fart noises. How this lasted over the span of both episodes, like Monday night was fine. Tuesday, it's like. The way that Wells is talking to them about, oh, are they going to have sex? Are they going to have sex? And we keep seeing it over and over again. And it's like this weird narrative with Ashley and Jared where they're like, I don't know. Like, it's been a while. Like, I don't know if we can. It's basically like an it starts to sound like an ability issue. Like, can we even do this? And it feels what, like a bad sitcom plot of like, yes. oh, married couples just never have sex. Oh, old married couple. 
it started turning into like, almost like a potty training bit of like, are we like, am I going to be able to like, almost like you're training your child, like, oh, is today going to be the day where they can use the bathroom on their own? Like, that's how I felt the, the like maturity level of like talking about having sex in the boom room room. It was just weird. The whole thing was so weird. It was like, it was seriously like little kids. That's how it made me feel. I was like, why are we like talking about sex this way I'm just really confused it was just embarrassing that whole thing was just like awkward and weird to watch and like a waste of time yep and we just yeah we quite honestly just got way too much of it so yeah I really hope that we're just kind of done with it yeah and like they also used this as moments to give Wells his like time in the spotlight of telling the saga of Ashley and Jared where we got a very like weirdly chosen story of Ashley and Jared where they included some very irrelevant moments and like eliminated like skipped past Kayla and Kevin the two arguably biggest hurdles in their like relationship I know it almost seemed to me like they did that because they just don't want to give those guys like a bad name because they are they have like quote-unquote happy relationships now so it's like might as well too much actual bad blood there but like to include Daniel of all things I'm like I know I didn't even remember that happened I remember everything I do have to say I love a good throwback to Daniel though I mean he's great TV I get it I get he's amazing I also think it was funny when he was (laughs) the the moment they chose of them being on the date and him asking her like if she would have sex soon and she's like huh (laughs) Yeah, definitely a very, what I didn't like is that, like, it feels like they pick and choose who to protect. Like, they threw Claire in there. Exactly. Exactly. They strategically left out other people. And we know how much shit Claire gets all the time. Every time they bring her up, they give her shit. And even though, like, Ashley and Jared, obviously, like, Claire's the one they don't have bad blood with. Maybe it's because Ashley and Jared have, like, they know the people who are most like sensitive about the topic is Kayla and Kevin. Cause Kevin kind of w- explained how he felt like Ashley kind of cheated on him with Jared. Yeah. And the Kayla situation was just like, Jared did not have a good taste in his mouth about Kayla afterwards. And like, that was a big kind of public thing. So I get like why they protected them, but come on, just leave Claire alone. <laughs> leave Claire alone or just like if you're gonna pick and choose parts of the story then it's probably not worth sharing at all like that too just because like they left out the most the biggest like if you're telling the story this is really what happened like it just felt very fake yeah super weird but honestly do we have anything else to say about Ashley and Jared I feel like that was no pretty much I liked their commentary throughout the episode of like as narrators you know yeah that was cute and like I did find it enjoyable when they were uh kind of like going reviewing the different couples that are like going on right now and the way they were talking about James was really funny like I don't know they just had some some funny moments and I like them joking about how everyone's taking it so seriously and they're like we did we were exactly the same would never go back now because like they just don't have that perspective yet and they are talking with that perspective which is interesting yeah, like we all know that like the fights that happen in paradise, most of for the most part, will not be fights in the long run. Just like how we're seeing Shanae and Genevieve becoming friends now, like none of it was that deep. They all were influenced by producers, and when like they have a second to have some hindsight, 
it's usually not a big deal. It's water under the bridge. That is what is really nice about Paradise. It's like not only just this redemption arc for like the bad kind of like villain characters, but also everybody can just be like, oh, that was fully like really produced. And like, it still is here, but at least like, we can kind of get away with forming natural friendships. Yeah, they are missing that perspective. The thing is like, they have that perspective now on the old drama, but the current drama <laughs> yeah. they don't have that perspective on is like, okay. Yeah, right. good point. Like that's exactly what Ashley's trying to say. Is yeah. like, yeah, like, you're still taking it. what's happening in this moment. So they're not having the thought that, oh, this isn't actual drama. They feel like the current drama is still real drama. Yeah, so good. When it's probably less of drama, honestly this is right. all happening in like less time so it's all just so heightened so um <laughs> it's justin's birthday we have another birthday oh my God. <laughs> so confusing um then we have um aaron james genevieve and shanae they get back from their date right and yeah. um there's this whole thing where like genevieve immediately approaches Justin and has a conversation with him and he's just being like a little bitch about everything and I do have to say like last week we we were very very hard on Genevieve and for good reason she yeah, was yeah, I'm like I stand by everything I said and in this moment I'm not prepared like Genevieve was also like harping on little things like really what she should have come into the conversation for like you aren't compatible. He's not giving you what you want and you yeah. found what you want in Aaron. It should have been a breakup and she didn't yeah. like just do that. Like, but then Justin lost all credit when he did that. Can I have a hug on my birthday? Can I get a kiss on my birthday? Right. Obviously, right. as soon as that happened, I was like, and I'm out on Justin. Anything, ew, disgusted. Yeah. It was interesting though, because she also like, it was like a hot, angry kiss. I don't know. It was weird. The whole thing is weird. I really don't even want to say that much about it, except I hated everything about watching it. Both sides. Yeah. I was like, I don't like this. It was really toxic. Like, yeah, it was it, just toxic on all levels. I, I didn't like that. Like she got worked up really fast while he was like, ex you know, sharing his feelings. And then she didn't let him talk. She wanted to lecture to him about what he wasn't doing enough, providing enough for her without having a conversation. And that's where I'm like, I can't be on your side still, Genevieve. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like, when somebody wants to break up with you, but they spin it around on you. So it makes it seem like you're the bad person. That's exactly what and that was. That's yeah. what that was with Genevieve. She was like trying to make Justin look bad for the fact that she just doesn't want to be with him. Right. Um, it's like, he didn't give you what you needed. That's fine. And that's valid. Just like yeah. make that a breakup. Don't, you don't need to drag it out. Like, I don't know what you think you're doing. Like, are, what are you accomplishing? You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, the reason why I brought up last week is because we were pretty much like, I, we hate Genevieve, like absolutely hate her. And I do think that she's just redeemed herself a little bit with some of the interactions we've seen. And we, I, I just feel like there was a little bit more to what was going on with Justin that we just didn't get maybe as much of. And now seeing how he reacted in that conversation, I'm just like, well, clearly Justin really wasn't showing her very much attention. Right. And like, it's a little, it's, she does get a tiny bit of credit for giving him shit for not giving her attention through the process. Cause I do think he wasn't, I think well, it was things like, 
you only kissed me once. That's, I'm sorry. That's plenty of it. Like, that's just a different, um, like, just cause yeah. it wasn't enough for you. Just like, it's not a bad, that's not worth you being angry about. It's worth yeah. saying this isn't like, this is a problem, but like to come at it with such an antagonistic way, like you are not do like it was just unnecessarily antagonistic like there's nothing he wasn't doing anything wrong by not paying enough attention necessarily if like just because she wanted more like there is a certain amount of like it's early there's that I still stand by that I don't that's not where I liked seeing other sides of her I don't feel really any differently about the Justin situation I like seeing her with Aaron I think they bring out the best in each other whereas her and Justin bring out the worst in each other Yeah, totally. My thing was that like, looking back, I realized that Justin, like, as soon as he got back from the date with Victoria too, like he didn't come to her at all and like waited and talked to his bros about like how he was feeling. So there's just like a few things that I feel like we glossed over with last week that I don't know, but also he does have really, really unhealthy and toxic communication patterns. Yeah. And we see her be fully like, when Sally comes on like she's just so quick to be and I think it's just performative for TV I think that's what it boils down to she Mm. feels like the person who's the most aware of like Mm. television producers she's playing into it she's playing into the producer's hands yeah like all right you all hate Sally I'm on board let's harp on Sally like Mm. it just feels Mm -hmm. really mean spirited to Mm -hmm. me and I just don't like it I still don't and I don't, I never loved Justin. I'm not like, that's, I didn't like him last, his last arc on the show, whatever. I just think that that relationship was just producers, I don't know, producers, them clinging to something like that they had day one. It just didn't make sense to me. I know. I'm wondering too, like the way that Justin like kind of kept like pursuing her, but like half pursuing her. I'm like, was he told by producers to like keep at I think it was an image thing. I do for, on his front, like when it came down to who do you just like with Romeo giving Jill the rose, Mm. him giving Genevieve the rose over Victoria was like, he was torn, but the show's clearly like on this narrative of Genevieve as their hero of the season. What, for whatever reason, whatever game she played, like she signed her soul away to the devil. I don't know what she (laughs) did to get this much airtime. Oh, she's guaranteed ads or some it's, shit. It's seriously like, like she agreed to do everything the producer said or something. There was some deal sign that was. Oh my God. That's a good wild. point. That is like, that I really feel like be, that's what happened. That has to be it because like she's showing, showing so many weird sides that like, I don't think anybody else would have gotten this much credit and this much like leeway on what she's doing. Yeah. It's just odd. And I just, I'm. I don't even really want to talk about it anymore. I'm kind of over it. I liked seeing her and Aaron's interactions. Like I said, they brought out the best in each other. I did enjoy watching like her and Shanae kind of bonding and reminiscing about their hate for each other and like clearing the air a little bit on some things where they both just had like confused perceptions of what was happening. Yep. Yep. Great. Like enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it was immediately followed by them like, being producer dogs against Sally, which was 
I know. It's like, oh, Sh- Shanae's like producer moves are back. Like, yeah. you know, she was like not, she was going against the grain and now she's like back in the seat of, oh, let's talk, let's be really mean to Sally, which yeah, both of them were ridiculous. And I think Shanae has this weird thing where she's just really, really gullible. And if she like believes that Sally is a liar, like, I think she's kind of <laughs> just like, will be- like, she'll get it in her head and she will get really attached to that and build it up and be like, this is morally the correct thing. She is in the wrong. And it's just like, not that simple. Uh, Yeah. Right. Exactly. She also kind of shows that with guys too. Like we saw that with look, like she's just one of those contestants that I think is really easily persuaded by like few moments that she has with Logan whereas like maybe somebody else might be like eh not worth my time or like this was sweet but you know totally I think she has a really hard time just making up her own mind and thinking for herself and yeah she cries too when she when she talks about being indecisive I have and that's the thing is like I think it comes from like a place where she really isn't trying to she doesn't mean to be this way, but like, she's just has such a hard time thinking for herself, probably due to like the way she was brought up. And it's something she's just still learning and growing with. And I think we saw that with the way she talked about ADHD, she just had no idea what she was talking about. Like she was really talking out of a place of complete ignorance. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. She, I think she probably, hopefully she's had like DMs or a phone call or a hangout or something with Elizabeth to like, just be as genuine as she was to Genevieve about the whole situation. Um, well, we're seeing a better side of Aaron, right? Like we hated him last (laughs) season. I mean, he was just like, and I will say, I think he's just kind of, he knows how to play the game. He's like, I know what's going to make me Oh, yeah. I know how to be a good guy in paradise now. I've learned him and James both are like, all right. They learned th- their lessons a little bit because last season with the ye- like yelling and like the controlling weirdness and like, gross. it was just gross. I was like, I don't want to. got like, a little glimpse of the Tammy flashback. Which, oh my God. And that's the other thing about that kiss feeling so produced too is because they were like, he needs to have his girl kiss another guy on the same day bed. Like it was such a weird. It could thing not have been more. It could not have been more obvious. And then, of course, we get James <laughs> and Aaron like chatting with each other, being like, "Oh, this is reminding me of Tammy." It's like, okay, you didn't even have to say that. Like, we know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I'd forgotten. <laughs> I lock out thought- a lot of the last few seasons because they're just all so like this. They're all so contrived. That's the thing is people are saying this is more contrived than usual. And I'm like, it's been like this for the last three years. If anything, I actually like feel like the last few episodes, yes, there's some like very major contrived subplots, but some of the like banter and like the other stuff has been a little bit back to the old like funness that I missed from previous seasons. Yeah. It feels very conflicted. This whole, it does. It feels like like two different teams producing this. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Slicing it together. I, I've been loving the like small moments and side conversations that we're seeing. Yeah, that's been fun. Um, let's talk about Shanae on her side of the two on two double date, not two. Yeah. On one. yeah. So Shanae had a great time with James and like is again conflicted, as we were saying, and she pulls Logan to talk about it, and he's very like disengaged he's already kind of checked out basically and like wants 
she's like, well, I kind of, you know, he, James is really clear. He's pursuing me and I don't really know where you stand. And he's like, well, where do you know? You have the power basically. Like he's very like gets down to the situation of paradise every time of like the power that's being held. He's like, well, you have the power. So why do you want me to like, what do you care? It's your, you've already chosen him basically. And she's like, well, no, I want to make my decision, but I don't, it was so weird. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. And here's another thing is like, when we skip to the last night's episode and he does his like gimmicky thing about snorkeling in the pool and like, yeah, it was just, it's just becoming like every time he does it's like okay you could not make yourself clearer that you're playing a game didn't he also give that bracelet to gabby or something like that there was some bracelet thing i don't remember who it was though it could have been him yeah i was like because she he gave shanae a bracelet yeah yeah snorkeling thing and i'm like did he get that same bracelet i feel like i remember a bracelet story and i don't know necessarily what it is but i would die i would die that is so funny but lucky bracelet did he give it a, i'm confused oh well um yeah oh overall i'm like uh still just i'm still team james in this situation even though Me i too. really didn't enjoy what his, his participation in the sally slander no it felt very like group group hate like very click mean girls like bullying it was if we're gonna bring up the bully word like this is where I would in this show I know it was icky um yeah also we're starting to see some weird sides of Casey and Michael (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they have this weird like roast session well of observing all the people in paradise playing football which is like not it's missing the mark for funny it was close but it was weird like Casey said, why is Justin dressed like my aunt? But Justin's outfit was like so cool. It was so like beach chic, like amazing men's wear. Like he didn't look like your aunt. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can't pull it off, Casey. For real. Casey has been like trying a little too hard. He's trying real hard to be this um, narrator of paradise. He is. And it's like, it's just not ma- hitting the he's mark. Not, he's just missing. Sometimes he's close. Sometimes. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. And Michael's participation in this just felt very strange. Cause then we cut to the Sierra Michael situation, basically where we can yeah. see that Sierra is thinking long-term with Michael. She's thinking about the kid and saying she wouldn't get engaged without meeting the kid, but she's think she's ready to be a stepmom she's my age she's like a little younger than me just want to throw that one out there (laughs) pour one out for me guys I just I'm old now that makes me want to take like five shots like the idea of like wanting to be a stepmom at that age is just like like move to Ohio uh it's and that's the thing I think Michael like I have some my thoughts switch pivot on Michael a little bit but like overall I get like yeah this 27 year old is suddenly like a weekend talking about the future and you're like this I'm scared she's too all in and I also get Sierra's point of view of not wanting to go in without thinking about the long-term future and the fact that that's a possibility yeah I just think maybe her tact is a little yeah yeah like I think you know like she has such a good heart and 
she's saying all the things that like are great for him. It's just like, she doesn't have the best approach. Maybe like just somebody who doesn't really understand when they're coming on a little too strong. Yeah. Cause she does bring it up with him. It feels like she's trying to kind of gauge his reaction, but then she goes right into talking about how it would, she would be ready to be a stepmom, And it's just like, she's not really gauging that this was too soon for him and it's freaking him out. It also kind of came out of nowhere, but maybe we didn't, we just, and I'm, yeah, that. like we maybe did see like that intimate conversation about talking yeah. about his dead wife and all That's that. True. So yeah. like they yeah. have gotten deep, but I think she's just, and he's, you know, older, he's got a little more kind of perspective on things. Whereas mm-hmm. one conversation doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to talk that far in advance. And you know? speaking of that too, is like, I think Wells made actually a really good point that for Sierra, like having a really deep emotional connection right off the bat equals a serious relationship maybe to her. Whereas Michael, like, even if he does have that right up front, he is older. He kind of understands that like things take more time. And honestly, like I've been even learning in like casual dating that some people feel like they need like 10, 20, 30 dates before they get serious even if you've already done things with each other like even if you've yeah or even if you've had like deep connections other people need like three or four dates with that same kind of factor and I think I'm in the 30 range (laughs) (laughs) which is totally fine and fair and honestly I think Michael I mean it's all colored with his experience that he's had but I think he also could be one of those guys it's like it could be four great dates with you, but like, I don't, that doesn't mean I want to be with you. And I think that's where we're at. I think he's like, I, if you're already thinking this far ahead, I don't know if that's necessarily what this is going to be. And we hear him say after Sierra sets up the cute stargazing date, where basically she's like being super sweet, telling him she's all in. And he's like, I'm not ready to be all in. And like, mm-hmm that sucks he's like I don't want to use you to get over my dead wife and like knowing that you're not my person in the end I think that's very valid Mm -hmm. I do also feel like the narrative did feel like it was a little bit of I'm not ready to get into a serious relationship so it was weird that she left and not him I and know now he's just hanging around. Like it, it's confusing me. I'm like, oh, and then also Sierra, when she left crying, she was like, I don't want to be here to also watch him date other people, which is interesting because it's like, well, given what he's just shared, like it sounds to me like he shouldn't or doesn't want to be dating other people. Or maybe, maybe he's like just feeling like he could do the whole like casual fun thing with somebody there. Right. But that's not what people go on the show for. It was just confusing. I feel like we missed something because clearly she did get from that conversation that he would be dating other people. Yeah. So, but we didn't get that from that conversation. So I'm curious what it is that we missed. I mean, he did tell her that he wanted to be friends like that. He made very clear. So I don't know, maybe she took that meaning like, oh, if we're going to be friends, maybe he's like still wanting to... Which is the fair assumption as well. So maybe it was that. I also, I do feel bad for him because he keeps bringing up the like not wanting to use somebody. He'd said it like two or three times. And I almost feel like for him, it's like he has waited such a long time because of this grieving process to seriously date that he's worried he's like too entrenched in this world of like, 
oh, now the next time I date somebody, like I, ha- I have to hurt them because it's not going to be, I-, I haven't tested the waters in a long time. Yeah, he feels like he has to have a rebound essentially Yeah. before, which I don't know if is necessarily true. And also no. you don't have to marry everyone you date. Like just right. like we're all have relationships to move forward in different ways in our life. And it's not necessarily to move it towards marriage. Sometimes it is to get over an ex. Sometimes it is yeah. just to like, cause you're bored. Sometimes it's cause you just need some comfort. Like there it's okay. And that's fine. And I think yeah. that he needs a little reassurance that that's okay. Hey, I'm in this, I'm in the same boat, Michael. We both could use that reassurance. So now moving from Michael and Sierra to the most boring couple in paradise, Brandon and Serene, they get a one-on-one date. He's so in awe of how hot she is. I'm so bored this whole time. What is he drinking? It's, it looks like a cup of orange juice, which I'm sure is like, I don't know, maybe a tequila sunrise, but I thought it was a mimosa at first. I was lost. It could be like a blood orange type drink if it's super orange. I don't know. Maybe. I Blood orange tends to be a little darker. It was like it does, bright yeah. orange, you know? Oh, wow. Odd. Then well, I saw the next episode, people drinking, it looked like a similar drink. Maybe it's like something that Wells drink make it's his specialty so that's just on everyone's mind yeah it could be I'm curious um he goes on this long spiel about how he doesn't want to spend days not eating ice cream and mango with her it's just like the dumbest shit uh my eyes rolling I know for real and then he tells her he's falling in love with her she kind (laughs) of just says yeah me too um I just have to say, so the way that Brandon talks to Serene is exactly the way that he talked to Michelle. And it makes me think, I I personally feel like Brandon has a way of acting and maybe not, not like intentionally being insincere, but I feel like he, he kind of like turns on this dating mode where he's like, oh, I'm in dating mode. So I'm going to do this whole like swagger thing. Talk to this woman that like I'm into, like she's the queen and love of my life. And like, just stare into her soul. Like she's never been stared at ever. Yeah. So I I just, it's the same shtick and it's kind of weird and like borders to me a little bit creepy because I don't know. I just feel like when you, approach somebody that quickly and you're all in like that and you're like looking into the, like the depths of their eyes like that's the kind of shit you do with somebody like that you're walking down the aisle with like it was it's too intense and for the fact for it to be happening twice with I'm sorry yeah. but if you could get someone to be as similar to Michelle as humanly <laughs> fucking possible it's serene while still being their own individual human. It's serene without being an actual clone. And so curious what is just very strange about it. There is something strange. And I like want tea. I want to know like who he's dated before, if he's had serious relationships and if they, he acted like this with them. Cause I'm convinced that this is not just like some genuine thing where he's fallen in love so strongly with two different women this fast. And like, just happens to look at them like they're his wife and it be completely like 
authentic. Like he, I, again, I don't think he's purposefully being insincere. I just feel like it's this weird dating mode he gets in because we've seen him talk with Rodney and obviously he doesn't stare into Rodney's soul. Like he (laughs) said, like, fuck no. And he gives some decent advice. (laughs) He gives some decent advice, but like, it's this weird. Okay. Now I'm with my friend. Okay. Now I'm with Serene. Like now with Serene, I need to look her up and down. Like I want to like, fuck her and also marry her and like make her feel amazing it's just odd it's just and I know like some people might say well that that's like the dream why wouldn't you want that and I'm like because I have emotional healthy boundaries with yeah, my I was like I don't want that if someone looked at me like that I'd run away it's scary it's honestly scary like I don't like want- I could not deal with that kind of gaze no. like I absolutely would not be down and I'm so shocked that so many people are still simping for him and especially like not no one absolutely no one is talking about this the fact that he is behaving the same way and like being so all in with the again like it's a weird pattern that's not yeah, no one I don't think a lot of people are able to pick up on this especially if they have been burned a lot by guys and want something like this so badly. Like you can get really lost in that, but you'd think that there'd be some sense of humanity from all these watchers that they're like the same as us. And they've, you know, see right through this bullshit, but it's weird. It's very strange how everyone's feel. It feels like no one's on the same page as me with it. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like what, what will happen, how this will play out. Cause Michelle didn't pick him. So we didn't get to see like a natural, like phase out of a relationship, but with Serene, like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious after the show, like, does this come to light at all? Like, does she choose to go down a different path because this is too much for her? I just, I, and I want to also know like what he's like around other women that, you know, like, is he just this weird, like, oh, I can't talk to other women because I'm dead set on That's you. True. We don't see him really interacting with the other women, only the other guys. Which is also, to be honest, kind of a red flag, because like, if he can't, if he's in this weird, like, sensual mode with her all the time, he might not be able to turn that off and be around a group of girlfriends. Yeah, I feel like people are just need to not be so vocal about saying things like serene and brandon are like perfect for each other all this stuff making really bold assumptions and like being very outspoken about how this relationship is everything this is how we know love is kind of things like that when we don't know how this ends we don't know if they're together right now we don't know if they're together right now and serene's maybe feeling second thoughts and like is feeling pressured now to stay in a relationship because everyone else is acting like it has to be it's so perfect and they can't imagine it not working you know I know I just think everyone needs to not make such massive statements about it and so publicly absolutely I do think that like on both sides like it's not it's not just hard and and to see like criticism from people watching this show it's also hard when somebody's like nobody can see through any sort of mistakes or issues that's going on to a relationship. Yeah, especially yeah. like, and we see that with guys like Bachelor Nation and honestly in general in the world, their view of men as being able to do no wrong in certain mm-hmm. situations. Like as soon as a guy gets put on a pedestal, 
it's like they can't possibly have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like the Johnny Depp situation where people mm-hmm. refuse to believe he could possibly have done anything wrong. Yep. It's these narratives that we especially latch onto with men if men contrast what we imagine them to be. And like, that's what's so sad about how much like the patriarchy has basically fucked up our perception of how men and women should act. And it's like, you're doing more harm by not giving him a, but by not viewing him with a critical lens. And to put it in bachelor context, I think of Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth and how they stayed in that relationship. And it wasn't a healthy relationship, but like there was so much pressure from the viewers of the show to be together and be that perfect relationship. And I think there are certainly more examples of this, like over and over again, people stay in relationships because of the pressure of the audience. Yeah. And I think that the audience needs to have a little just awareness of that, that what the expectations they're putting on them is just not reasonable. Yeah. Like they're humans too. Like you wouldn't do that with your friend. You want to like critically assess like what, if this relationship is, looks healthy to you. And like, even if you love that pairing, like you're going to uplift them, but also not make it seem like they're robots that like don't have issues and baggage. And Brandon is just, it's just odd to me how people don't see what he's doing as like, oh, this manipulative is like, at all. Yeah. Like this is weird. And I, I don't know. It makes me wonder too, like, how was he raised? Like, was he raised around uh, a dad who didn't have a lot of good, like emotional boundaries with women and like, didn't have like a great way of kind of like shutting that off and like just treating a woman as a friend too. And that's what I, I think that like hits home why this is an issue. It's like, can he ever treat the woman he's dating? Like they're also his friend. It's all this weird, like sensual stuff and like romantic stuff but like at the end of the day like she's just Serena's just a person too and like there's this lack there's this like latching on and like this lack of autonomy and that I see going down like a weird path definitely um and that's kind of that on the situation with those two we're getting into the episode last night's episode episode five where we finally have Sally's actual entrance. And we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but, you know, she arrives in paradise because clearly the producers were like, there's not enough drama happening. We need to throw someone in. The men are lamenting the statistics. The math is not in their favor. They all are exhausted by the amount of math that's required right now to figure out how many roses are on the table. With two girls leaving, it's unbalanced. We need another girl. Let's send Sally in. For two or seconds. Sally. For two also, seconds. her voice is, like, interesting. <laughs> like, she sounds a little congested, but I think it also just might be awkward. Like, I couldn't quite nail it. The, it was only when she was talking to Jesse Palmer that I felt this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't get on the plane, like, three times. It's, like, I don't know, strained, tense, like... <laughs> like the kind of nasally weird I, yeah like, my voice is shot so I feel like I could do it if I wasn't yeah but unfortunately I can't quite Aww. replicate it for you but I was I was really trying to nail like what is going on and I think she's just a little bit awkward and uncomfortable with the situation 
Yeah, she she definitely is. I also find it weird that Justin and her are like this pairing that happened at Stagecoach because it's like, I just wouldn't have imagined like the two physically just like don't really look like it's they would vibe. Pairing. And apparently it's, they just kissed. So no one fucked anyone. Right, right. The record. But it did seem like it was a hot and heavy makeout. Like the way <laughs> Kira was talking about how kind of like, much history was there must have well, been a she moment was saying how much attention justin was giving sally the whole right. night so right. it was like he was really pursuing her the whole night i don't know how physical how much making out was happening as so much as he was lasered in that shocks me i don't know and then watching them co- converse too i was like i'm not getting the impression here that like there's a ton of like un like unfinished business you know where it's like ooh like yeah. the last time the last time we saw each other like we were just kissing and it was like flirtatious and fun like normally you would see that come out in like a first interaction maybe of like oh hey it's been a it's been a while I think it like, really didn't mean a lot to Sally it clearly didn't. I mean, it might have meant more to Justin. I think that's the case. I like we heard her say like she's here without any expectations of dating any certain person. She's going to play the field, meet meet everybody. Well, that doesn't exactly happen because she gets confronted by Genevieve and Shanae who are now a weird duo here to get Sally. And we've already talked about how it's clear the producers just hate sally they made her them waste money on three flights they're sick of her and they are throwing to her to the wolves so hard so ruthlessly yeah and she's it's being so pretty real she like explains the situation she's like yeah she doesn't hide that she spoke to her ex at all she's very upfront about it and the girls are like she lied i'm like she didn't though like <laughs> like you can say like it i i I don't know. I don't care. But when Sally says, she's like, <laughs> Sally says, like, there are plenty of people here for, for the wrong reasons. So like, who cares if I spoke to my ex? Like, you don't even know if, like what the situation is. Also, I did look up what her job is because we never learned because it was um, ex-fiance was her job on her season. Oh, right, right. She operates the robots, like surgical ro- robots. <laughs> oh, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are those things that there's a name for those? It was I'm li- like the job title was literally like surgical robot technician or something like that. Oh, I guess her ex fiance works in the medical field. It might be possible. They work at the same hospital and have been trying to, um, not ruin their career or have to change jobs and like work things out. So that is Honestly, true. Knowing that she works at a hospital though, or like some big healthcare system means that like, they might not interact that much. Like it, it would oh, be, I, would, it, I am kind of surprised for her to be like, we do talk because of work. Right. But right. I think what she was ultimately getting at is she's like, I felt like I need to ta- talk to him before I go on the show to like, which is honestly so come up fair, again, which is valid. Yeah. Yes. Which is valid. And also like, she didn't owe anyone anything by no. answering their questions about like her talking to him before coming on. Like there are just so many weird double standards here where it's like, okay, sometimes we let it fly that, you know, people were talking before the show. How yeah, many like, of these couples have clearly like interacted? Serene and Brandon. <laughs> And also, like, why wouldn't you be more upset that, like, 
her and Justin had like a thing before coming on. Like, why yeah, are you? That's so not wrong? their problem. They're like, you have a fiance, basically, and she's like, I don't though. I yeah, I don't, and yeah, it was just so strange. Like to the point where, okay, now she's clearly so upset that she literally drove her out of paradise she was there an hour and now you're also I really hated the way they were like making I loved Sally kept breaking the fourth wall she's like as the girls come to confront her she's like all right like she can tell what's happening she's like all right cue the cameras it's all happening and they're like yeah the cameras are everywhere it's like that wasn't what she was saying she was like literally commenting on how contrived this situation is right now yeah actually and I was kind of appreciating it and also being like, okay, so now we're not just shitting on her for the X thing. Now you're like making shitting it on her for not having as much experience as you do being on the show. That's what like the James, what when they were all talking behind her back, that's what the whole narrative was. It's like, you don't even know you've barely been on the show. Like you haven't like, she doesn't know shit. You know, it was weird and gross. And I just hated it. All of it. I was like, fucking fuck you all. Poor Sally. Yeah, go home, girl. Save yeah, yourself. Yeah, save yourself. Go home. You don't need to be there at all. Or just go enjoy Mexico. Have a, a, an amazing trip out of this. Like, you're already here. Might as well. Um, <laughs> go to fly to, like, a different place. Or, like, just just enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. It was just so shitty. And then we had to watch Polly drag her suitcase through the sand the next day. The whole thing was just pathetic. Uh, the Sally thing or sorry the Polly thing I forgot that that was his name and when he comes up the stairs and drops off the bag he like wipes he sheds a tear out. <laughs> I, oh, I couldn't tell is that what it was it was wiping his eyebrow like it was funny I literally was like is he pretending to cry no that's the thing is like it looked like he was supposed to be crying but I think that's he was I genuinely thought. just like wiping off sweat that tracks that makes more sense um Poor guy is like, I have to lift this huge thing like up these stairs. Like yeah. I'm just sweaty. It's hot here. There's no I actually no, I believe that the gimmick was him swiping his brow because it was hot. I don't I believe that suitcase was empty. Oh yeah, you're totally right. Cause we know the suitcase was not her actual stuff. Oh, and that's the other thing. Like there were moments like when Sally was talking to Genevieve and Shanae about like Oh, she was like, they're like, so what happened? She's like, my luggage made it here before me. And Genevieve doesn't say anything about like, oh yeah, we saw. She fully lets that one breeze past as though she didn't go diving through her alleged luggage. Like, rude AF. You're so shady. Who's the fucking liar now? I know. At least Janae wasn't there in that situation. So she could plausibly deny. It's true. Um, Now we get to... Mexico edition. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. Enter Peter, the agro pizzapreneur from Michelle's season that I'd fully forgotten about. I did not forget about him. Well, once he came out, I certainly was triggered back to my memories, but who? Why did I think about, for some reason, I was thinking about him last seat, like watching this past season for some reason. I thought we talked about him briefly. I like- def- definitely not, <laughs> I don't think. Because I literally have not thought about him since he was on the screen. Oh my God. I don't know why, but like he comes up in my mind a lot. I thought he was Yosef for a hot second. And then it obviously oh. was not. I was like, I knew he wasn't, but that was the only name I could think of. And then he 
then it cut to the pizza thing. I was like, oh, that's who it is. He does kind of look like Yosef. He does. He's got a bad, he needs to like just shave his hair. Cause like he's got this really bad receding hairline and this like tuff of hair on top of his head. And honestly, he's just like, he doesn't look very good. Like not only is he just obnoxious, but like none of the women are into him because he looks bad. No, he does not look good. Brittany is the only one who is like, oh my God, I'm so sick of this beach. I need a date so badly. Like, I'll give him a chance. And the poor girl. The poor fucking girl. I couldn't, I couldn't handle. I also like, I loved the like montage of the different women he pulled before deciding on Brittany. Victoria being like, oh, dated a Peter before. And then, like, having to listen to him talk so much about pizza, like, with all the other women. Shanae was straight up like, uh, I feel kind of bad, but, like, this guy is not cute. <laughs> like, I don't think any of the other girls he are going to like everybody it. the ick right away. Brittany is the only one who was like, oh, you know, I don't think she remembered him. I don't think she watched I think she was, like, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And obviously, once she got on that date, immediately was like, oh, God. Immediate regret. bragging and bragging and bragging. And the girl is so sweet. Like, even <sighs> later, she's like, oh, the, the boat was so beautiful. I feel bad for even complaining. But it's just, like, wrong person. Yeah, like, even the best of locations and the most perfect date cannot redeem it being with that. Yeah, I have a few like good one-liners that he has. Time to bake a pizza, baby, when he takes her away. Also, he calls himself Mr. Hospitality. And I immediately thought of Mr. Worldwide. Um, is he trying to be Pitbull? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like, back in the day, people call me Mr. Hospitality. Also, that was in response to her saying that like she's she was talking about how she likes to give a lot of people different chances and like she's just she, she does tries to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and like she's just an open an open book and he was like oh yeah me too me too that's totally me I I've always been called Mr. Hospitality it's like bro you're an asshole like nobody considers you a polite dude <laughs> nobody and it's just so the whole thing is so bad I feel so bad for her the whole time and then for him to continuously like keep talking about himself and then lean in for the kiss with the line I think I have something to make this a little better oh I cannot it was so bad also so much respect for my queen I know this is her second dodging of a kiss like she's just amazing I need I need to take dating pointers from from her from Britney actually killing you know what Michael should get some dating pointers from Britney because he's a little bit like taking things a little too seriously like she could totally show him the casual dating way how do you dodge a kiss how do you not take it serious so fast how do you realize somebody is um asking you to tell them why you're like what their impression of was you like what was the thing yeah, where what did the water? what made you drew you to me for the most and well, like while they're in the water and their here. mics are off so we're like he- we're just like watching these subtitles trying to read it going like wait who said what it was so weird and she's like oh you have nice eyes and he's like what else what else like that wasn't enough jesus christ it reminds me of um there were 
um who was on last paradise who like kept insisting that the women like talk about his qualities oh actually it's Aaron I was about to say I'm pretty sure it was Aaron it was Aaron last BIP yes last bachelor definitely Aaron doing that he was like what do you like the most about me yeah was it was it when he was like on a date on a date with Demi or something I think it was Becca oh yeah 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 okay that that tracks yeah but so funny don't do that bros like just like you don't fish for compliments it was so bad and so they come back from the date and like peter has this narrative that she dodged the kiss because she's not actually here to date she's here for clout which everyone there is like we're not gonna believe this like we don't finish this narrative but we see it in the previews and I can tell you how it's going they're all team Brittany they're like uh no we think you're in the wrong like she literally just hated your date sorry I also think he immediately regretted saying that right when he said it because then he goes then Casey tries to pry for more he was like oh so do you think like she's you know like an Instagram person that like just wants to get followers and he was like I don't know guy I don't know guys you guys fill it in fill in the gaps (laughs) it's like okay so now you don't want to like proceed with your narrative and you're gonna make the other guys make assumptions for you ridiculous (laughs) meanwhile Brittany is like being confronted about like how did it go and she's like literally stop asking me in front of him can you like like she keeps being asked and she has to be like she's trying to tell him with her eyes and no one's fucking listening and I feel so hard for her she's like I don't want to say it I know and she's being so sweet she's trying so hard not to hurt his feelings not knowing he's about to go trash her for not making it with him makes me so upset but you know and yeah she says basically exactly how the date went and then Brandon advises Andrew to go shoot a shot with Brittany because he's heard she had a terrible time. So and good. He does, and it works. And Brittany kisses him, drops the wine glass, and like a really sexy move of like, I'm just like, you know, fuck it here. Like, I'm just gonna lean over. That's the beauty of like, you're on a beach, like, you're not gonna spill wine on someone's floor. Like, just throw the, fuck or just. It. Fuck, fucking just and it wasn't from that down. high a height it fell no. one foot into sand it probably survived <laughs> it definitely spilled but you know what it spilled but it did break is what I'm... oh yeah 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 good point good point also it might have been empty she probably finished it she probably went knocked it back and then went for it. no I saw I saw how much was in there oh. there was like a lot in the glass and so I was watching her while she dropped it and I was like oh no oh no That's but then I thought you know alcohol is free in paradise exactly then I thought who gives a shit the alcohol's free she can get some alcohol in the sand like she's got to get that makeout session it has the energy of someone I knew who like we were out and people kept leaving drinks on our table that we were like occupying like just stand walking by and leaving their drinks and she just picked it up and threw a beer like she just threw it (laughs) and I just she was like I was cackling. She was pretending to be my mom and someone else was pretending to be my grandmother. That was the way the night was going. Oh, and someone was my stepdad. A gay man was my stepdad. That was the kind of night that was happening. I was 21 and like fully Sarah just, she is so sick of this. She just grabs the beer and throws it. That's incredible. Icon. Icon status. It was such a good place. So I'm like, I don't mind. I love it. There were Um, beers already on the floor. Trust me. So honestly, I did love this moment of 
I love our little VIP moments where there's the back and forth. Like we see one thing happening and the exact opposite is happening with the different group. It's a cute little gimmick that I just always, I love a good juxtaposition watching two different narratives or watching one commentary that fully contradicts what's actually happening. My favorite. Love it. It's so good. This Um, is the highlight of the episode. Um, it does dive downhill soon, but we have Jill and Jacob first, um, a new unexpected coupling where Jacob is hoping to get her attention. He's starting to feel something. He's vibing with her and he gets the opportunity to take her on a date. They have a really cute exit. They're so excited and screaming together, which is like annoying, but it's like the whole, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, it's one of like two annoying people find each other. Like you can't help but just be like, well, yeah. at least like, they're not annoying me now. Like that's they have- how I felt about Genevieve and Aaron. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Put them, together. put them together because then I won't be as annoyed by them. Exactly, and, like, it makes them less annoying. It's perfect. Also, loved the like workout moment where he's grunting branding. <laughs> really pizza. sexual workouts. And he's like, like spreading he's and like, thrusting. Reposado, anejo for the tequila names and Victoria thought it was so funny she was dying I loved it I really enjoyed that I liked I didn't mind the state it was it's been done it was the shaman fake shaman thing they said medium when they walked up um a full moon ceremony um it was too long I will say that it needed to be like half the time but overall I'm happy with them together and I don't really want to say much else. I was a little worried. Like I was wondering, is Jake, did Jacob have a boner at all? Like during this, like, you know what? The fact that they didn't give him the Blake treatment and like play it up. Like he had a boner is kind of offensive. Like why did he get that of all people to get the boner? uh, Why why Blake? What the hell? What the hell? I know. Jacob deserved like, that. He keeps talking about butt cheeks. Oh, that's the other thing. Their date card was like the full moon. Well, whatever. And like the guys are saying, oh, what's the date going to be? Well, Jacob thinks that the full moon means his butt cheeks. Like no shit. But also no like. Shit. Meanwhile, that, Jill thought it meant wolves. I, I do love that. Like that is his first thought though. Like he's like, oh yeah, butt cheeks. Like, I mean, that was my or, first thought. That's the thing. Right. Like, like the fact that he's acting like he cracked the code is what's so funny to me. Like, it is. <laughs> Like, of course it's butt cheeks. Right. It's a full moon. You like know what Jacob thinks it means. He thinks it means his butt cheeks. Like, <laughs> yes. Are we acting like this is a really covert, like really like wow, it cracked the puzzle. No, yes. It's like so good to hear it though. Like I did love that we got oh, to I love hearing it, but it was so funny to me that they said yeah. it as though it was like, well, you know what it he was thinks. Like- uh the poor shaman and she's like and like she welcomes she's like oh bienvenidos and they're like uh what (laughs) and then she has a few so bad she does have a few moments with her english where i'm just like this poor girl is like she's just like put in a weird position where she's using her english on tv she's like showing up as this shaman she has to see jacob's dick she doesn't want to see his dick. She has to ask for them to get naked and then clearly doesn't want to look at them and is averting her eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, this poor woman. So bad. I, I hope she got a good so paycheck. Uh, hopefully. That's the thing is I have to remember that they probably made some decent money. Yeah. Um, 
I also want to breeze really quickly through the Serene's birthday thing. They do a surprise party. How many fucking birthdays are on this beach? So many. Everybody's like a Cancer Leo or someone. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when filming happened. And yeah, probably Cancers and Leos. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was weird. Before the surprise party happened, she told, Serene was like, oh my God, you were the first one to tell me happy birthday today. It's like, like, well, no shit. I would think so. Yeah. Like, what? The surprise party isn't even really a party. It's literally just the entire group walking up and singing. Cast yelling surprise. It also reminds me of like, if you're stuck at camp or something and it's someone's birthday and you're just trying to come up with something creative to do, it felt very childish. Like, like, okay. And then James is like the first one that like leads the pack. He starts belting the tune in the middle of happy birthday. Like not like the part at the very beginning and so it's like happy birthday yes exactly dear no we can't afford it we can't afford it (laughs) happy birthday is an expensive one that's why they never sing it on tv so they had to pay for the rights for this that was expensive maybe that's why maybe that was to they had to cut it then because they didn't have the rights to the whole thing i don't know but that's probably it Oh, James, you cannot ever sing it again in your entire life. No, no. Uh, Um, On that, pretty much, we can cut to Jacob and Jill get back. And right when they get back, producers send Kira on in to shoot her shot with Jacob to get answers for whatever. Clearly just a producer move. That's really all I want to say about that. And yeah. It, the conversation it, goes too long. Jill gets upset. Brittany has a great moment of going up to Jacob being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, she's mad. Like, you need to wrap this up and go to her. And he does. Yeah, like, I know. And like, Jacob has this moment where he like holds Kira's hand. So it like is starting to look a little right. suspicious that he's like sitting there and like looking at, directly at her with his hand on hers. Like, totally. oh, not, not the like they're about to make out. I don't want to see this. It walks away. Yeah, which is fair. But the way they act like her going to bed was like she was leaving paradise is maybe they're triggered by the last couple people. Yeah, yeah, they might be. They're like, probably it. This is happening. And and then Brittany's like, I have to save this moment from going down. And she does. Um, it all works out. And Romeo is like, Kira's alone on the beach. My turn to shoot my shot at staying in paradise. Little does he know. She never had a choice to stay in paradise. Her only move is leave with me. And it's so awkward. Why do we get that moment where he's just staring at her and it goes on for way too long? Like they do this where they ask them to hold poses for like footage and then they will use it against them in the future. Usually it's just for like short moments and stuff. But like they'll make them hold a pose for a long time and like wait. Oh, interesting. And then they, but they don't tell us that obviously. So like that's a moment that was definitely just like producers making them hold and they just showed us the raw footage to make it oh seem like the pause was extra long well he did look a, second, a little bit like he was under capture though seriously and for a oh. second I I thought that like we were missing the audio because earlier in the episode Ashley and Jared talked in their in the ITMs and it was like really quiet and then it suddenly got really loud and I was like oh are there audio issues issues happening this episode and there then have late- been audio issues this whole season right and then with Brittany and um 
Yeah. And, the water thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, is that another one? And then this happened, but I'm like, no, there's, this was weird. This was intentional. And yeah, I don't understand Romeo. Romeo like is just the most confusing person ever. He's weird. And He's I'm going to so stand weird. by this fucking Harvard. Y'all are fucking weird. That's the thing. <laughs> they went, they went to school together. They went to Harvard together. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to mention Kira's tweet. Kira's tweet is iconic. Here's the thing is I stand Kira. Um, yeah, I think she totally knew what she was playing into. She knew like it was all contrived and was like, you know what? This is all I got. Sure, I'll go with it. Yeah. She tweeted a photo of the three of them and was like, everyone from Harvard is per- like emotionally mature and ready for love and like does no wrong. It's uncontroversial. Yeah. And it was the three. It was Bennett. Romeo and herself which I thought was really self-aware and funny because I love a a self-roast but more than anything I love a Bennett roast right I know exactly it was perfect and so we end the episode with Kira and Romeo running off together it's so forced we get a lot of ominous music I feel bad for Kira but clearly she has good humor about it well then Kira's like oh we did paradise right and so she's like trying the whole like as they're zooming in on Romeo's face like here's the paradise script that I'm going to deliver right now about how this is going to work out but it's just like so bad it was so bad way to just like end the episode terribly like it was on such a good note that's why they came through with us with a really good looking teaser for what's to come because I am ready for them to evict all the ladies and bring in the new ones I'm here for that I like that drama who are those women I don't Uh, recognize them a lot of them were some early episode going homers but most of them I think are like from not last season which is why like it's a couple like Matt James I think there's some Matt James girls and Wow. Well, but some are definitely, I recognized a few that were like early people on this last season. We do see some like bad makeout moments. Like Logan makes out with somebody, Aaron makes out with somebody. Um, who's the big one that, um, not the big one, but who's the like most controversial. Oh, Jacob, Jacob ends up because we know he's going to be pissed. Those three guys are like cuffed right now. Well, Logan's so not. So I'm but. here for it. Because that's the thing is that's always the problem with Paradise is they bring people on when they have no chance of making connections because they're all yeah. coupled up. But yeah. this changes everything. So I love it. I'm here for the mess. Me too. I'm wondering if they're going to like do this for a bit and then bring them all back together after a while. It's that, just, it's probably that. Like, I'm also yeah. curious if they're going to like do this for the women first. Probably not. But like then switch it and do it with the guys. Oh, doubt it. Yeah. Um, doubt it. Yeah. But it'll probably be just they all reunite in the end and the guys have to pick their lady. Wow. It's very like um, new Netflix era of like dating shows. Yes. Like, oh, we separate you and then like you. Which leans into my, the top of this second episode, the intro sounded like music for Love is Blind. I'm wondering if they like, they pulled in like a producer from one of those shows. It was interesting. It, to, like, it get, also felt like they were making fun of it a little bit because they immediately then cut it to their regular drama music when things went wrong. So it is know. interesting because those producers for Love is Blind also work on all those other Netflix shows. And so they, perhaps they were like, oh, our viewership's been down. Like maybe we'll get some advice from like yeah. the, the new other- thing. Right, exactly. And that's why they're doing this separation thing. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I am very excited for this separation. So hopefully next week will be a little more exciting. Yeah, I agree. 
And well, with that, I'm excited. Yeah, I know. We'll talk next time. Talk next week. Bye.